0: What's going on, Collective listeners? I uh, appreciate you guys hopping on for another episode of the Sam's Strength Coach Collective. Today, we got Jared Heumann, uh, who's a Head Strength and Conditioning Coach at the University of Texas Permian Basin, uh, recently promoted to Head Strength and Conditioning Coach, actually. So we talk a lot about that. Uh, his story is excellent. He's got uh, a real, real great work ethic and obviously um, been through a ton of different experiences, obviously, uh, prior to leading and getting into um, this Head Strength and Conditioning position. Uh, fair warning, there is some, we did come across some technical difficulties, uh, had this really awesome situation where uh, the whole wi-fi in my county decided um that it wanted to go out so that we dealt with that so we kind of had to do this over the course of two days so apologize things get a little funky in there but uh, appreciate you guys hanging in there being patient um but yeah enjoy this one awesome stuff What's going on, collective listeners? Welcome back for another episode. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a special guest today and we will explain why in a little bit, why this is a little bit more of a special podcast. I'm glad we're recording it right after uh, the, the promotion that Jared Human, who is the head now the head strength and conditioning coach um, at the University of Texas Permian Basin, so that is uh, UT PB um for the acronym fellows out there. So um yeah, welcome, Jared. Appreciate you hopping on, man. Um, obviously a little bit of craziness, a little, little hectic in your life lately, obviously just with the uh with the promotion. But if you want, why don't you uh kind of introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where this whole thing started and, and what it's led into now, and uh talk a little bit about you know what you're what you're doing now at UTPB.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I appreciate uh, you having me on. Uh so how it all started, I mean, I feel like it's very typical strength coach, like played college sports. I played college football, um, got hurt actually my freshman year. Uh, I was offensive lineman. I was kind of got tired of being a fat offensive lineman. So right when I got injured, I said, you know, um, tired of eating Ben and Jerry's every night to maintain my weight. Uh, and then right when I got injured, I was just checked out. I wasn't happy with what school I got re- uh, recruited to. I mean, I wasn't the greatest, uh, kid in high school. So that kind of root re- in my uh, recruiting process. Mm. Um, but right when I got injured, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, Initially I went to school to become a history teacher and it was kind of just all up in the air. So I kind of took a gap year to kind of just figure out who like I am and figure out what I wanted to do. Um, And a year later I figured out, you know, I want to do exercise science. I don't know what route either PT, uh, athletic training, strength, conditioning, or even just become a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. So I started hitting up like local gyms, uh, personal trainers, just to talk to them, like just shadow just certain things. And then I was living in New York uh, hit up pretty much almost every big time school in New York. Uh, I got an email from Don Day when he was at Buffalo. He was like, yeah, he's like, feel free to drive up, you know, just watch a lift. And I said, sweet. He said, I said, when and he's like, hey. I'm like, all right, I'll see you there. Uh, that's a, that's drove, definitely a
0: Don Day thing to do. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so I drove up there, slept in my car that night, that lift like super early in the morning. And I just shadowed the lift. And I think it was literally right when the kids came in. I'm said, Oh, this is what I want to do. And just seeing how he orchestrated his staff and just how lifts were ran. I'm like, it hey, reassured me more. And then um after that, you know, just talking to the staff, like just asking them questions about like how to become a strength coach because I had no idea. Um so uh they were like, Hey, experience is key, so start like coaching as much as you possibly can. Uh so kind of owed Don Day a little bit uh, more than he probably thinks I, uh, do. I talked yeah. to him uh, last night. I was like, I owe you pretty much my career. Like mm-hmm. you don't think that anything about it, but like me going to Buffalo started my career yeah. and I just ran with it. So after that, uh, I was living in Bing, uh, Binghamton, New York. Uh, I was going to online undergrad, uh, we, Binghamton university, a uh, small division one school. I emailed the, their head strength coach. I said, Hey, do you guys have an internship program? He's like, yeah, come in talk. So it just started off as a basic intern, just me shadowing kind of coaching mm. uh, led to me being there for two and a half years Wow, as an intern. Uh, so initially it started as like the intern they kind of wanted to see like what I was about and if I was interested and I just kept showing up every day.
0: Yeah. And
1: then by that two and a half years, it kind of led to me being as a quote unquote glorified unpaid assistant. <laughs> uh, like I was taking over some teams running lifts. They completely trusted me with everything. They would ask me for my input. I'm like, like I'm an assistant right now yeah Uh, I was just an intern um then COVID hit um I knew uh undergrad was already done right when COVID hit I said all right my time at Binghamton's already done uh I spent two and a half years let's try to continue to branch out and uh learn a little bit more and then uh at Shippensburg University uh coach Kerstetter uh he had an unpaid assistant spot um so it paid for housing and food he connected it with a local prep school with their strength coach mm. uh, so was an assistant at shippensburg for eight months during the covid like that covid summer fall mm. uh, and i learned a lot under him i mean again like he's one of my biggest mentors as well i call him up whenever um especially when this process that we're going to talk about um that <laughs> kind of just happened uh I, I mean i have some points of views like hey like just picked his brain. And uh, I was there for eight months. Uh, that was probably the hardest time me being a strength coach um, because while I was at Binghamton, you know, me doing an undergrad working part-time plus interning a whole bunch. Like that's a lot. Um, but when I was at Shippensburg, I couldn't work. It's just, I'm there. So I couldn't make any money. So I was living off my savings because I mean, I, went into pretty much zero debt. Like I had money saved up and it just, savings just went straight to zero.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But that was a sacrifice that I knew. Uh, Days were long, wake up at like 3 a.m., get there at four, start my lift at four o'clock, first groups at six. And then I would go from six to six right when I, and then I would drive back to the prep school. I had to clean the brass facilities.
0: So Yeah.
1: yeah, so for the next, I would only go there probably like three times a week to clean. Uh so like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and also Sundays too. Um I was just cleaning the facilities, cleaning toilets, sweeping floors. Uh Dang. yeah. So that was really hard for me because it made me uh question if I wanted to continue to do this.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, rightfully so.
1: So but over that time, that eight months, I, I grew more. Uh mm. the amount of knowledge that I grew, just seeing. Uh, orchestrating, uh, help running an internship program. Um, It was life-changing. I mean, it was difficult. I almost thought about just saying, screw it, I'm getting out of strength and conditioning. Uh, But it reassured me more, like, this is what I truly love. Like, seeing the athletes just progress in the weight room, but also not even in the weight room, just as becoming a young adult um, was great to see. And then after that, um, I knew I needed a master's, applied for I don't even know how many graduates. On. <laughs>
0: Anyone so, that was available. <laughs> yeah,
1: literally everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and then I got hit up about UTPB, um, went through the interview process, got hired as a GA. Um, that was during the COVID spring. So we had our COVID uh, spring football season. Uh, we had an assistant at the time. He left in the beginning of that summer after. And I literally think it was that next day, right when he left, I went into my boss's office. and said, I want the full-time assistant boss. Mm-hmm. I said, I think I deserve it. Um, you see me working, trying to continue to uh, grow and learn. And he sat on it for a day, called me in the office. I literally believe it was the next day. And he said, no, it's your job. Mm-hmm. So I got promoted to full-time assistant. Um, and then I put my master's in a back burner from there. Just, you know, I'm like, let's just focus on this year. Um, and then I was an assistant for a year and a half and then, uh, continue to grow, continue to learn, um, uh, learning under my, uh, old boss, um, coach Durgo. And, uh, he took a job to Duke and I'm the head strength coach here. So <laughs> went real fast. Um, but I mean, I'm blessed with my journey. Uh, feel like not many people can say that they went from a GA to assistant to a head at the same university. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I like to think that shows my growth as an individual and a coach. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now we're here and now we're rocking and rolling, getting ready for football season, and you know, trying to look for an assistant coach to hire.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, that's well, that's awesome. Obviously, first, congratulations, and I think uh I think it goes without saying, but it is it is wild, man. You went from went from scrubbing toilets, you know, what I mean, to uh, yep. <laughs> now you're a head strength coach, and, and, and honestly, like most guys who are you know, listening and and it may not have been the same type of trajectory. I don't know if everybody's gone through that similar trajectory, but um, at one point, I actually, I remember like I was not a lot, not when I was chasing the, yeah, the strength coach dream, but I was a, you know, a custodian for like, I mean, you yeah, have those like summer jobs, you know yeah. what I mean? You're just like, And that's kind of like what it, you know, what I think the value in some of those summer jobs are like, I started work when I was like 14 years old and whether it's like landscaping, construction, any sort of like manual labor. I was, like I said, I was a janitor at a middle school, or whatever, for a summer, it's the same thing you probably experience when, you know, scrubbing toilets and cleaning bathrooms and stuff like that. And um, it's nasty work, you know what I mean? And it's, it, it kind of gives you a little bit of a different perspective on things and definitely uh, an appreciation for the people who are actually doing that work as a career. And that's probably why, you know, along with all the skills that you picked up another reason they pro- you're probably the guy who knows the names of the facilities workers who are obviously going through the building, right? Someone who's actually going to take the time to get to know people. And that's, you know, as much as, you know, your X's and O's and your technical ability is probably why they promoted you to that position. I think a lot of that comes from when these promotions happen uh, just the overall personable Uh, personality, I guess, for lack of better terms that people are putting out, you know? And so um, good on you, man. That's, that's awesome. And, and, you know, to your point, it's awesome when you can get somebody who started off as like, you know, an unpaid intern or a GA and then work their way up through the chain and, I think that's how it should be at most schools. It obviously isn't for, for you know, whatever, a bunch of different reasons, right? It's always different at every school. And as we know, in the training conditioning industry, there's a ton of turnover and everybody's moving from spot to spot. But um, yeah, man, it's sick. Like, that's awesome that you're able to do that at that spot. And I think there's a little bit more buy-in, you know what I mean? There's a little more pride too, once you get to that spot and you are a head guy. Um, Just to go back to, you know, what you mentioned before, you talked about how, like, when you were in high school, uh, maybe early college years, you weren't, you know, you classified it as you weren't necessarily the greatest kid. Um, what I typically probably amount that to is you, you know, haven't really at that point in time found what you were typically interested or truly interested in. Right. And I think unfortunately that is, um, the case with a lot of these situations where you get somebody's like, Oh, he's not, he's not a good kid in school. And it's like, well, it doesn't mean he's not a good kid or it doesn't mean he's not, you know, intelligent or whatever it is. It's just, you know, just one way of producing formalized education. And this just may not be the way that he drives or the way that he picks up on things. So if you want to, I'd love to hear you kind of like elaborate on that a little bit and uh, you know, kind of talk about what, what did you mean by that? And what do you think kind of attributed to some of those things?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it was the thing about, Like I didn't grow up the best, you know, just dealing with like, you know, divorced parents, like having like dad in and out of the picture. So like as a kid, especially as a young adult and the eyes that some people say like, that's what high schoolers are growing into a young adult. um, It's a stressful time. I mean, I was kind of lost and I just didn't know who I was. Like I'm very talkative as the person of an hour. I was a mutant when I was in high school. Like I had friends and everything, but I was just super quiet. Like and just my actions, I would miss school. I wouldn't pay attention. I wouldn't even try. I wouldn't turn in homework. And it lets to just teachers would look at me and say like, you're going to be either locked up or you're going to be just dead. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember that to this day. And like, I think that's one thing that still continues drives me more um, as a good old, I think it's probably the New York inside of me is that, you know, it's a good old, like, you know, screw you in a little bit, like look where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah, Like for sure.
1: I locked up or dead at one point And, you know, I'm thriving right now in my eyes.
0: Yeah, um, no doubt. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. And yeah, and and that's, sorry, keep going, keep going.
1: No, so, yeah, so I think it was just me just not knowing how to cope, not knowing how to talk. And then, you know, just, again, just continuing to grow into a young adult that I still am. It's just, you know, just learning through scenarios and stuff and just, you know, I regret some things, but I mean, also I don't at the same time because like I grew up as an individual and I mean, I want to change the world who I am right now.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. And I think, yeah, like I said before, like I think it's unfortunate that a lot of kids will get categorized. as like, Oh, this, this guy's going to be a nobody. And it's a cool, and there's gotta be different ways you can figure out how to connect with certain people and how to reach certain kids. Um, You know, and it, and, and I would say too, like, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I wouldn't say that like, I wouldn't say that because of the fact that you just became a head strength and conditioning coach, that that is where we would sort of like hang our hat to say like, Oh, you know, look at, look at Jared, look at what he's done. You thought he was going to be dead or in jail or whatever. Uh, but now he's a head strength coach. Like I would say that you became you know successful and you were, you were thriving even when you were working, two and a half years as an unpaid intern. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was more so like the approach that you brought to every single thing that you were doing is what would, then you could say to those people who doubted you like, Oh no, look what I'm doing. Right. Like regardless, like, you know what I mean? I'm talking about regardless of money, right? Like, let's be honest. Like everybody kind of classifies things based on like financial structure and things like that. And that's fine. But, and it's not to say that making more money isn't great and obviously having certain titles and everything is great. But like, I think your approach changed pretty drastically once you figured out what your passions were and the fact that you kept showing up, like you said, like, I'm just going to keep showing up and I'm just going to keep proving people wrong. And I'm going to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I'm going to coach from six to six after I lift and I'm going to go, you know, scrub toilets and clean, You know, I mean? it's like, I would say at that point in time, regardless of what it felt like, you were probably thriving, right? I mean, I felt like it at the time. Yeah, right? no,
1: no, most definitely. Like, I get what you're saying. Uh, mm-hmm. What I meant more by thriving is like, I meant to my goal. Like, my goal when I started this field was, I want to be a head strength coach. But then also I meant like thriving. is like, teachers said I wasn't even going to go to school. Like, oh, the, you're going to play college football? You're not going to graduate. Mm-hmm. I got a degree back here. When they found out that, that so uh, because I still got friends that are in uh, still in that same hometown with some uh, teachers. And they're like, oh, well is he gonna get his master's i will show you that yeah. so I think that's like that's where i'm at like thriving like i'm gonna prove you wrong because i know my capabilities where i'm at right now and me continuing to grow and that's where i'm at in the thriving stage like yeah there's nowhere near that i'm satisfied where i'm at so it's continuing to grow but just the thriving the part that you know i'm proving everyone wrong that told me that
0: yeah for sure and how, how old are you now
1: uh 26
0: you're only 26 wow yes <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's a super young age obviously be taking a, a head role um but no that's awesome and i think you know yeah you're going to continue to kind of go the route of like you know p- proving people wrong would you say that there is part of you because obviously you know you talked about a lot of the people um who've you know invested in you right and like kind of like helped you right um what would you say kind of drives you more? Would you say it's those people who doubted you or is there a part of you that's like, honestly, there's a lot more weight being, you know, held in the corner of the people who invested in me. I want to prove those people, right. That they didn't make a mistake in taking the time to, to really try to develop me to get to where I'm at now. I think it's a little bit of
1: both. I think, especially in the world that I'm in right now, um, my old boss, he set me up to, for success.
0: Yeah.
1: And the culture that he because when he got hired here, there wasn't the best culture when it came into strength conditioning, especially with starting with a new football team. Mm-hmm. So he was in a really bad situation, a really terrible weight room. He built this weight room from ground up, picked mm-hmm. everything out. Um, so he built me a foundation. And in my eyes, it's like, you know, like I'm going to continue to build what you have. Like sure. what I told the football team when it got announced is like, yeah, like he, him and I have the same philosophy. If not, he wouldn't have promoted me. Mm-hmm. um so just understand it's i'm gonna build up on this and i'm gonna continue to stack up and continue to build what he left so don't think that he's gone and stuff like i'm a product of him sure so understand that and now we're just building to a next level yeah um but then also you know i think it's also just that stubborn new yorker in me that so. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna prove you wrong as well to
0: the people. Like that. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of people for, who are listening to this from the East coast, probably, uh, probably resonate with that. Right. There's definitely a little bit of that. Um, you know, there's a reason they call it the beast coast, right? Like there's, there's a, there's a little bit of that, you know, especially in the Northeast, we're a little, a little faster. You know what I mean? Some of the West coast, a little grittier up here. we got to deal with winter. So everybody's a little pissed off naturally yep. most, of the, most of the time, yep. right? It's so damn cold. And you know, it, there's the winds always hitting you in the face and especially you guys. So where, where, where I missed it. What was the hometown that you grew up in? Uh,
1: in I, I truly say my hometown's been to New York Okay, so far South of Syracuse.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So that's, that's still upstate New York, right? Yeah. Still upstate. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think upstate New York was still getting snow in like May this year. So yeah, I (laughs) I totally understand the, uh, that, that go-getter attitude for sure. Um, so yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny too, is like, you know, for all the people listening, obviously we, you know, like you hit me up or I think you commented or something like that on one of the posts that I had, I think it was, it might even have been the Don Day podcast that I put together and, um, you know, I was just like, dude, you know, like, why don't we get this guy on to to chat you know what i mean and so that goes for like all the listeners i'm just like you know if if anybody who listens to this podcast wants to be on this podcast i mean that's the idea is like we, i don't care who we talk to like let's just get we're trying to get people on here and have good conversations so hit me up and i appreciate the way you went out there and did that and that's how i know i'm like if this dude's confident enough to be on a pod, like i know the first time i was asked to be on this podcast i was super nervous i was like rehearsing a bunch of stuff i'm like i gotta be good like i gotta be great you know what i mean And i'm like i'm like dude what like what is that you know what i mean so i think uh I appreciate you doing that and showing the, the boldness, but um, kind of moving on from there. So now, you know, you have this thing in front of you, right? And I know it's pretty quick that this whole thing has happened, um, but have you had any time to reflect on how you might plan to approach um, some of these things? And like, what, what are some of the things that you specifically thought about? when it comes to how you're going to approach now being a head guy, I'm sure there's some basic stuff, right? Like, all right, obviously we got to make sure that everybody continues to train that all the teams are equipped with, they need to be equipped with in terms of their, you know, training experience and all that kind of stuff, programming, whatever. Um, but you know, just to make sure that things are flowing, but what, what are some of the things that you really have thought about? Uh, maybe you've thought about for quite some time prior to becoming a head guy, or at least in the last couple of days, that you plan to kind of implement moving forward. I mean,
1: honestly, it's kind of just me staying true to myself still. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, of course, I'm going to implement things with the football team that they're not used to. Again, like, I'm a product of my coach, but I'm going to have my own little sprinkles to that is what I've been telling the football players. Yeah. Um, but also, it's like, it's a new challenge now. Like, I got to deal with all the administration stuff. Like, my yeah. boss would always come in and say, you know, I got, I got to deal with this. Like, you know, yeah. purchase orders and everything like that should have been in. But it's like, again, like, I'm hungry right now. Like, yeah, I met my goal, but I'm not satisfied. Right. And it's just kind of still bringing everything up, like there's certain things in this weight room that I still want to get. Like I have everything in this weight room. I look at, like it's a 9,000 square foot weight room with 15 platforms and a whole bunch of other stuff. Nice. Um, so it's like, do I need to buy some stuff, but no, like, am I going to approach uh administration to say, Hey, like this can help um, better the program more. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so that's like one thing that, you know, I always thought about, but my boss and I had that conversation as well. Well, former boss now um but <laughs> um, boss, no, no. like we always talked about that like what can we build in here and what can we grow and how should we grow um this university in my eyes as a powerhouse strength and conditioning and my goal is just you know we have two GAs and my thing is like hey let's continue in education like my goal is to try to have staff talks like at least once a week and then also on top of that try to reach out to other staffs and hey, let's like, go staff to staff zoom talks just so they can reach out and understand um, different perspectives because I think it's great, especially as a young coach and I still am just, you know, tools in the toolbox, a toolbox, just continue to try to build. So like my job, like, yeah, I'm going to continue to grow as a coach, but, you know, try to build everyone else uh, who's under me to make them into the best possible coach that they can be as well
0: all right so we're back Uh, obviously as you can see uh, i know this is a little bit different we had some technical difficulties yesterday decide uh, the whole county wi-fi decided to go out so uh we're we're actually actually day two of this this podcast so um we're gonna pick up where we left off obviously talking about uh jared here and what he plans to do with the program at UTBB uh now that he is the head guy and and kind of just diving into what what it really means to take a look at something and take a look at what was done successfully and then also kind of um you know put your own spin on it obviously and, and and have that connection with the guy so uh jared welcome back again man appreciate it appreciate you being uh you know super flexible with this whole thing um and super patient obviously but um yeah man if you want to kind of just you know give us a little bit of a taste of, of what's to come for for utpb as you as you now take on this head role at a very young age of 26
1: yeah so i mean like what i kind of just tell on every single athlete especially like what my former boss uh like the teams that he worked with like Football was his bread and butter. I keep telling the guys that things are gonna be very, very similar because he's a mentor of mine. So again, like I'm a product of him. Uh, But again, I'm gonna put a little twist to it. uh, Some things that they haven't seen before, Uh, especially next week. Like that's when we start in season lifts. So there's gonna be certain lifts that they haven't done, um, but we're just gonna rock and roll with it. Um, But, you know, again, like lifting's lifting at one point. I mean, I still have the same philosophy as when my boss was. So like strength is king uh, in our eyes. Um, week things break, so let's just uh, roll with that and you know, just keep them fresh for games. But overall, it's just like as a staff, you know, it's just growing the staff and growing everything. My boss, former boss, he did a great job by building it because it was just him and an assistant at the time. He was able to get two GAs. Um, so the plan at some point in the fall that we're going to have a staff of four. So he oh, set wow. me up for success, um, and I just got to roll with it, continue the education with our GAs, making sure that they're ready, especially when they're done with their uh, master's program, to make sure that they're ready to be an assistant, and uh, make sure that they're very serviceable
0: so, that's pretty sweet yeah yeah so is that normal to have a staff of four at, at the level you're working at
1: honestly not really so uh part of that i was at shippensburg d2 level um it was literally just the head and then me as an unpaid volunteer mm. and so like where he's at right now he's kind of just relying on lots of interns sure uh, so i mean i'm blessed right now in now our conference we kind of have uh in the lone star conference we have like pretty much most schools ha- are pretty well staffed sure um, so I'm blessed with that um, but again it's just continuing to try to build make sure that uh, the best possible coaches are here and make sure that the athletes are uh, getting treated right make sure that they're uh, you know ready to play
0: yeah for sure and uh, you know and hopefully did they get your they get your email fixed yet that everything gets yes. uh, uh, squared. <laughs> Squared away away that yeah we were joking the other day for all listeners it's kind of like yeah you could become a head guy and then all of a sudden his email doesn't work and I remember it's kind of brought me back to my days at UConn where I was like we'd show up and it would just be like all right my key fob worked for another day like money in the bank. I got, I got one more day at least here you know, to be in, yeah. on, the, on the contract. So that's helpful. Um, no, that's awesome stuff. So how does this, how is this going to work now? Obviously for you, um, you know, getting into it, right. You're going to start making some of the changes would have been some of the response. Like I'm sure the guys kind of went nuts and they're, you know, a huge fan of you. Right. How about some of the coaches and some of the support staff? Like, have you really been trying to like meet with some of them and, and get down to the nitty gritty of some of the things that you plan to implement? Um, did they already kind of know you a little bit, right? I'm sure they probably have a good feel for you. How's that gone so far?
1: So, one thing, so when my boss, uh, when he took that job for uh, to go to Duke, um, it was kind of in the limbo, like, who's going to become the next head? What's going to be the move? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be the interim because, like, I wanted to become the head. I wanted something to become official. Yeah. Uh, so I did my uh, services. I met with the athletic director. I had to pitch my case. I felt like I was in Shark Tank. Um, <laughs> yeah. And
0: then
1: I met with the head football coach. He signed off on me, so that was huge. I mean, I'm blessed with uh, Coach Kerrigan that and then i met with the head basketball coach too oh wow um, i, I kind of just told him i said hey this is my plans Just to make sure um to make sure that each sport teams making sure that they're getting the best opportunities in the way make sure again like they're serviceable uh for their sports and make sure that they're bigger faster stronger um i mean that's the idea when it comes in here but you know it's more than that i think it's a uh, lifting is the lesson of life and it's a uh, all about problem solving as well so um it's kind of just I was meeting around with, uh, with coaches, athletic director. So it was on, I think it was last Wednesday that I was just, it was a busy day for me. I was meeting with everyone that I possibly could to kind of just sign off, say like, Hey, like we don't need to go outside and look like we have our guy. We just got to find someone else to fill his position because it's the the easiest transition, especially for the football team. Um, that like the culture is fantastic right now. And then I was just all about just building it more and, uh, you know, just making sure it leads to wins. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it was a hectic day last Wednesday, but, you know, uh, now I'm here. So clearly I didn't give enough job on my pitches. Uh,
0: yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's a power move right there. That's boss move. And, and you know, that's a good, and it's not like you're doing that, you know, blindly. Right. Like, it's not like, I think a lot of people are like, Hey, like figure out um, or just like, you know, just, just go out there and do whatever and see what sticks kind of thing. It's like, no, nah, you, 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 you put in the work, obviously we've already outlined like all of the um, you know, specific, the specific journey that you've had. And obviously everything that you've gone through uh, I mean, gone from, you know, unpaid cleaning toilets or whatever the case may be to like now being a head strength coach, it's like, well, you feel confident, obviously, in what you're prepared for and you decided you went, wanted to go and present your case, right? So um, I, I think it's completely justified. And I guess like my question would be, would you say, you know, for, for somebody who is out there right now, I'm sure there's a bunch of coaches who are probably going through a similar situation where that head job uh, may have, you know, the head guy may have taken off and gone somewhere else, right? Because, we know, the turnover, especially around this time of year. Um, and, you know, it's like, did, do you feel like, all right, well you know, here's, here's how you would go about doing that. Like, if you really felt confident that this is the, you know, we, I am the guy for the job or girl for the job, whatever the case may be, um, go in there, you know, kind of guns a blazing, for lack of better terms and present your case and just be strong about it, strong willed, um, and, and make sure you have your facts in order and, and, and go for it. Would you say that that's something that you would, you would kind of present or are there specific parameters you need to have in place in order to make that happen?
1: Oh, no, most definitely. I mean, confidence is key. Um, so, like, when it came about it, like, I'm confident in what I bring and I'm confident in my ability. Uh, yeah. Of course, I have so much more to learn. But on top of that, like, I'm hungry. Like, I still want to continue to eat. So, like, with me being 26, like, that flame's still there. Because I know some coaches, especially, like, when I was at Shippensburg, I thought it was going to, like, go out. But then it reignited every single time I would step in the weight room. So that's kind of reassured me to make sure that I stayed there. And, like, what I'm telling the guys, like, I'm hungry right now. So understand like it's gonna be the best. And that's when my uh, when I met with the coaches and the athletic director, like I'm gonna build this to become better. Mm. Like it was already great where it was. Let's make it one of the best in the nation, potentially. Like yeah. I don't care what level of division, but that's just my mentality. Um, yeah. I'll try to come off in more of a cocky way, but like, you know, I, I wanna try to bring the the best to my ability and make sure that it's the best overall strength conditioning facility and then staff running, make sure everyone's very technically sound. Like I take yeah. pride in that, like that's just something I'm very prideful in. I think that's just great from my mentors that I learned from, make sure that everyone looks good in the weight room uh, when it comes to how you got to look, how like certain dress codes and especially just how they move and live and like the pace and tempo, like make sure that they're enjoying it in there. But then also have that personality with uh, each and every athlete that you can have that great rapport. Like I got athletes in here pretty much almost every day just in the office eating lunch or just, just shooting the crap with me.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that makes sense. And that, it's funny because I feel like any head guy I've ever worked for, like those are the qualities that they possess. Right. It's like, yeah, they have great rapport with the athletes. The athletes feel like they can come in and and obviously chop it up and, and just, you know, like they're talking to somebody else, like anyone. You know what I mean? They can just feel like they can open up to. Um, and sometimes a lot you know, a lot of times it's a little bit you know easier for them than opening up to their sport coaches, too, which is which I always found interesting. And I was actually surprised about when I first got uh, into college sports. But, um, you know, a long time ago, one of the um, one of the guys who was I was actually working with at UConn, uh, his name is Connell, um, he, he was like, yeah, what do you want to do when you go when you get older? Like, what does your future look like? And I was like, well, you know, I was kind of naming like titles and like positions or whatever. And he was like, yeah, you should really think more about like the qualities that you want to obtain uh, and then just kind of like see, you know, that, that, that like you would need it obviously to in order to obtain those positions, but just see what comes of it. Um, so how have you kind of navigated like specifically what qualities you think you obtained And now you're in a position to obviously, like, cause I'm like, when I'm listening to you talk, I'm like, oh, I can see why they, they made this guy a head guy. Right. Like I can see like, he has his qualities, right. I don't even know like how you coach and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And I'm sure like, you know, they've got all that stuff mapped out, but, um, what are some of the qualities for somebody who is trying to obtain that head position at a very young age that you think they need to truly try to dive into and develop, um, without solely focusing on just on like labels and titles and, and you know what I mean? Like the financial aspect of things. I think it's the biggest thing is just having that connection with the coaches and the players. I'm in a very, like,
1: I hate to say it, but at my past two schools, I've had three athletes that pass away. So that relationship that I strive for is the most important thing. Like I tell all my athletes, when, once everyone's on campus, my phone's on loud 24 seven. When I go to bed, it's always on loud. Like my phone's always there. I got phone calls at three o'clock in the morning. They just need to talk. I'm always here um so like having that just mindset of having athletes that suddenly passed away yeah. um it's always in my mind like i got tattoos of them like it, it means more to me not even about them being a college athlete but just about growing into becoming a young adult so they can contribute to society yeah. um so i think like the coach is seeing that like i actually care about them not just them being an athlete but them as a person yeah. and when coaches see that they're like we got a guy like yeah. this isn't just a normal strength coach it's not just sets and reps like he cares about them more in a deeper, like matter. Like yeah there's more than this, just be becoming an athlete and it's just growing them as a, you know, just as a young adult.
0: Yeah. Dang. I'm really sorry to hear that, man. That's tough. That's uh, my condolences. Obviously I'm sure that's really difficult to deal with. And it's kind of wild. I'm like, I'm thinking about it now. And it's like, I don't know if you could teach that. You know what I mean? I'm kind of like, yeah. well, you know, cause like you're thinking like, Oh, you could provide some like insight. to well, you either have that or you don't like you either care or you don't like, it's kind of hard to like take someone who's like, yeah, like, this is how I, this is why I got into involved in the field of strength and conditioning. is like, I want to, I don't know, get into like whatever concept X's and O's you want to talk about. Maybe I want to have an impact on other people's lives. Maybe I just like college athletics. I like what's, you know, what's at stake and all that stuff, but it's hard to be like, uh, I'm going to start developing the ability to care more about individuals. It's like, that's either in you or it's probably not. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, that's, that's awesome to hear that you have that ability. And that, like I said, that there's a reason why, um, you and people like yourself are actually in those positions or right? like, they need somebody who truly cares about them on that level. And unfortunately I feel like, I don't know, like, I, I think it's pretty easy to get caught up in all of the other things that come with it. It's like, cause you know, you've, you've done a lot of work to try to study the, the, you know, the foundational matters of what you think is going to make them better athlete. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think, And I don't want to like tell you what's going to happen as you get older, but like I am, you know, I'm 31 now. And I I definitely got to the point where I was kind of like, damn, like this stuff's important. It's really interesting. I like it a lot, no doubt. But I don't know. Sometimes it was just like, yeah, that dude being able to come into my office and have a conversation with me is probably going to get a lot more out of him than, (laughs) you know, whatever sort of like, you know, periodization scheme that I'm dialing up for him, you know what I mean? So I'm assuming that's kind of something that you've experienced Uh, as well. Yeah, most definitely.
1: Like, I hate giving like the cliche recruiting speeches. So, like, whenever, I <laughs> them, and I just talk to them. Like, yeah. I, like, I'm not trying to pitch anything. Like, I'm real with them how I am as a person. Uh, yeah. I tell them I'm loud and obnoxious from, I'm from New York. Like, I'm going to be yeah. with you. I'm not gonna filter. Yeah. But on top of that, I want to make sure that you guys are in here enjoying your time. Make sure you're saying, like, especially with certain sports teams that don't like to lift, instead of saying, like, we got lift today, but like, you know, I can go, uh, you know, just hang out with Coach Human and make sure that we're getting working because in that time that they're, Scheduled the lift. Like we're getting working. Like yeah. we're not just joke around. Like yeah, I'm gonna make sure I crack some jokes at times. But we're working hard, and I'm coaching you hard. But then it's just finding that happy medium to make sure that you know they're getting that success and getting better. But then also making sure that they're in here enjoying it at the
0: time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome stuff. Well, now that you have some obviously experience, right? Like in a bunch of different places, um, and now you being a head guy, right? Like if we were to really kind of talk about some of the things that you think. Um, are good about the world of strength and conditioning? Obviously, cause you've seen some of the bad, right? So you've seen some yeah. of the ugly, right? So like some of the good and some of the bad, like where, we think, where you think we need to go, obviously in order to continue to establish ourselves as something that's a respectable profession. I mean, the good is slowly building. Like we're kind of getting more talk of like the pay is always going to be about it. Um,
1: so like, that's one thing that's like everyone's become a little bit more vocal about. Mm. But then also I don't like that. The reason yeah. why it's because what i'm seeing more and more is that you, there's people that graduate right out of undergrad with no internship experience they just think that they can be a strength coach sure like they i hate using the word like you gotta grind to become one but you kind of have to because if not you're not gonna like you're not gonna find your passion more. Right. so like coaches be more vocal be like hey like the pay's got to be a little bit higher like i agree but like you got to earn it yeah like yeah. how can you say that you make six figures or if you want to make six figures when you can't even write a program and you don't know how to connect with an individual. Yeah. So like, I like that everyone's getting more vocal, but I don't like the fact that everyone's getting more vocal. So it's like a weird like toss up to, um, yeah. that goes back and forth.
0: Well, would you say that you're, you're kind of looking for a little bit more of a balance between what's required in order to achieve these positions while also making sure that once you do achieve these positions, um, you know your your compensation is reflective of the work that you've done leading up to that is, it, is, it, is a little bit more of a balance you're looking for yeah most definitely like
1: like of course like down the road like i w- would love to say like y'all making this amount of money but also it's like can i say that i earn like i deserve it now no like yeah. again like what i said earlier is like i'm still hungry i know i am grown as a coach so like i'm gonna show my worth and then it's all like also it's like showing your worth to your administration like mm. because if they believe in you and believe in strength conditioning then you can be happy Sure. But then also, it's it's just all about just the administration, like constantly showing face and constantly talking. In my eyes, and that's also what just I got taught to do. Um, but like, that's where I kind of go back and forth. Like I have conversations lots of times with just other colleagues of mine. Like, yeah, we got interns thinking that they should be making this when they don't even know anything. They don't even know how to run a basic dynamic warm up. So, like, yeah, the field's super saturated, but I feel like it's kind of getting tailored away of newer coaches coming in because in this age demographic, I feel not that many people want to be able to grind so many years.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, you yeah, know, I think if you took a look at like each level of what it takes to become a strength coach, there can be ways of like, if you took it, maybe like, maybe like cleaned it up on like an individual level. So be like, all right, let's clean up the way we approach like internships, maybe. Right. Maybe we clean up the way like GA ships are approached. Maybe we clean up the way, you know, professional internships are approached. Maybe we clean up the way, um, you know, assistant strength coaches and everything on up, you know what I mean? Maybe if there was a way where it's like, all right, you need to do an internship, but maybe you don't have to be an intern for two and a half years. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe you, um, maybe you do one or two internships right at different places, but like, and then maybe there's some sort of minimum wage that's associated with them. I don't You know what I mean? Whatever the case may be where it's like, you're still earning something, right? Like you're still working towards something. You're still, you know, feeding that fire. And then because what I, what I think happens and what I think is kind of dangerous for the field is like, you get so many people who've had to go through hell in order to get to the positions they want. So it's like, they feel it's necessary to, pu- to put everybody else through hell that's underneath them prior to get. and now I'm not saying that like, like when I talk like hell, I'm saying like, like put them through like unnecessary circumstances that yeah. really aren't gonna like that. You know what I mean? It's like, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, you've heard these horror stories, right? I'm sure you've heard some of them before, uh, maybe even lived them. So it's like, I think maybe if you took it, at it from an individual level perspective, you might be able to like, all right, hey, there's still a level of like, You need to be gritty. You need to be able to wake up and get this thing done, have the discipline to overcome all the things that you don't want to do mentally, physically, whatever it is, um, and make this thing happen. But we're also going to figure out a way to incentivize you where you feel compelled to want to do good work for the university, to stay at the university, to do more for, or, or whatever company or organization you're working for, you know? So I'm sure there's ways to do that on an individual level, you know?
1: Yeah, most definitely. But also it's like, what I realized, there's no set, like, Goal like there's no set map to become a head strength coach. Right. Like I went right. from EA two years ago to my head. Right. You know some people that are interning for four or five years and they can't even find a full time spot. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you can say, hey, let's grind and let's grind, but also it's like it's about you as a person because if you show your value on especially on the floor to all the athletes that you're working with, to the administration, to the athletic uh, training coaches, just everything like that's where everything's gonna pan out. So mm-hmm. don't just think about the student athletes think about everyone else that's in the picture yeah because if you with a football team like your connection of that coaching staff so you got you better make sure you got a great relationship with them yeah. same with any other sports team
0: yeah yeah absolutely that's a great point um one one final question and then we'll kind of wrap up um hopefully we can get all this in before my wi-fi decides to go out again but uh if you could provide some resource, like I always try to provide some resources for the listeners, right? And, and everybody's got different resources that they feel like they've kind of, you know, resorted to in order to make it, And it could be people, you know, books, podcasts, seminars, workshops, whatever, or just like a piece of advice, kind of like final closing thoughts uh, as to what you want to provide in terms of insight and information for, for our listeners that, they, that you feel has really helped you in your journey, just specific to you. Doesn't have to be what, you know, anybody else, what you think might help anybody else. Just what's, what's helped you and maybe it'll kind of touch some others.
1: So, for first for like textbooks the system uh and then also starting strength yeah um those are probably the two books that i rely on the most nice um, what i kind of just tailor my programming around and then of course i add some other stuff um then when it comes to people just you know make sure you have a really good like inside sources make sure that you got really good mentors mm. it, it, i like yeah when i got in it was all about like i want to chase the logo i don't care about the logo i I care about the mentorship. Like everyone says, Hey, expand your coaching tree. Like if my coaching tree is small, but I'm really well connected with them and I can give them a call whenever I want. That's what I care about more. Sure. Yeah. Then also I kind of took this from uh, a strength coach, uh, coach Hata at UT Arlington. He always says, you know, always work like a volunteer. And that kind of just keeps me making sure that I'm not like, don't be satisfied where you're at. Like, yeah, just because you are full-time getting paid GA, whatever it is, like, always still have that grinding mindset like these there's always got to be work to be done because the athletes is what matters first sure yeah, Especially yeah. like. so that's uh that's probably all the things that i got to tailor to and that's always yeah. like my mindset when it comes to like always work like volunteer when i woke up this morning like i woke up tired completely tired i want to get up <laughs> at 4 am but right when i got up i said it's time to go right now like i'm excited for the day yeah and so that's just always my mindset. Like, especially when I step foot in the office, I see the weight room. I see the kids walking in. I'm I'm excited. I'm amped up. Like yeah. if we had a yoga day today and I was just like, I'm happy about it. <laughs> see them work on something that hey, they don't want to do, but like understand that, hey, this is gonna be this is gonna this is better for you, right? Sure. Okay. This is a recovery day. So let's recover and let's lock in. They were locked in and we had a great day.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Right, well, you're an inspiration and you're a great story, man. And uh, you're obviously super motivated and I wish you nothing but the best. And I'm, I'm really interested to see, you know, where your story ends up and obviously where it goes from here. Um, where can people find you Instagram, social media, email, whatever, whatever you want to uh, give out. If, if you want, if you know, people want to get in contact with you or you just want to you know have a, a selfless plug, just rock and roll.
1: I mean, Instagram is probably the best thing. Uh, Coach Huey. Um, I'm always on it the most. And then Twitter, uh, I don't even know my, I'm, really on it i know the football coach wants me to get on it more so i'm gonna slowly go on to that so i probably gotta get my hand but but then also if you just go onto the school website you can find me shoot me an email whenever you want i'm always easy to get back on you know i'm always easy to you know talk shop and stuff
0: No doubt. No doubt. Well, awesome, man. Uh, Again, dude, really appreciate you doing this Jared. Um, I know this is a little bit, uh, a little funky, not necessarily for this podcast, but uh, you're awesome, man. You're a great dude. I really wish you the best. And um, yeah, I'm being interested to see how the football team does this fall. Actually got another team obviously got to keep my eye on. So um, keep doing your thing, man. And uh, yeah, if we can ever help out with anything, let us know, but uh, awesome stuff. Best of luck to you.
1: Most definitely. I definitely appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. All right. Have a good one, Jared.
1: Yep. You too. All right. Bye-bye.